0: Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with April Bailey and Pastor Alan Bailey from the Gathering Church in Jasper, Alabama. And so excited to have you and looking forward to sharing more here. Let's pray. Father, we come today ready to receive. So thankful for April's testimony and all the lives that will be changed out there and and, and knowing the true goodness and the love of God that's, that's impossible for us to comprehend. So we just thank you for it, Father. We're ready to receive in Jesus' name amen amen well I think that it's, it's a good
1: uh, time to, to twi- switch gears just a little bit because you know in, in just a few minutes April was able to cover a lot of ground and uh, I don't uh, I don't want her to to lose the momentum of of uh, moving forward but what she went through and what we're about to talk about I I got to witness this whole thing so when I when I listen to her and when I watch her I'm so proud. And, and I and I know that's not a great word biblically, but I was so proud of her because I've watched her walk this out. Mm-hmm. I've watched her overcome this. And now I get to watch her take her testimony and she gets to minister to broken women everywhere she goes. And and she does get to go into our local jails and, and do what she does, but, but it happens in Walmart. It happens in stores everywhere. Even here at this mm-hmm. conference, there's people she's talked to. It's wow. just that God has really anointed her to combat brokenness, wow. and uh, and I think I think you're amazing at that. So share about your hatred for brokenness. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes. The first thing is I do I hate brokenness. I hate brokenness because it lies to us. Brokenness will paralyze us. Um, it tells us everything we're not, everything we can't do, everything we feel like we can't have, and it's the it's just such a lie from the enemy. And if we can understand that in our brokenness, that Jesus paid a price and his body was broken for us and his blood was shed for us and it was for wholeness. Yeah. And if we could open ourselves up to yield fully to everything that he's left, everything that is available to us and allow what he did to become greater than anything that's ever been done to us is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, tell this story real quick is I will never forget we went on a cruise and we got out of the I got out of the water we went swimming with the dolphins for your birthday for my birthday yep. with yeah. 10 children first time we had ever done that and I got out of the water and I went to the bathroom and I lifted my hands and I said thank you God thank you that this day existed thank you for the beauty of this day and I say that because if you had told me back when I was sleeping in a closet if you had told me back when I was being severely abused, if you had told me back when I was being made to eat my own vomit that that day existed, I could not have believed it. Mm. So I want to tell everybody, don't ever lose hope. And even if you find yourself in a place where you're just clothed in pain or you're clothed in hurt, to yield, just ask the Lord to meet you there. He's so good and he's so faithful and the word says that there's nothing that can separate us from his love. Yeah. Nothing. So even my hatred for him still didn't separate me from his love. Mm-hmm. However, I couldn't receive it. Mm-hmm. It was there. It was available the whole time. Yeah. Um, so I think if we can learn to allow ourselves to be real and nothing we say, he knows it's in there. We're not mm-hmm. going to shock him. And we can be very transparent and real with him. And that is a a big thing for me. Going into the jails is precious because you get to tell people that they're valuable and that they're loved. And I think so many times people feel like they can't be valued or loved until they measure up, until they meet a certain point, or until I'm, you know, past something, or um, until I'm at a place where i feel like i deserve it and the truth is is that jesus died for us right right where we right where we are but he do- doesn't want us to stay there he right. has so much for us and if we can learn to walk in that love yeah it is truly amazing and,
1: and she will not tell this but i will mm-hmm. because she doesn't she doesn't want any fanfare so the jail going into the jail our our we have a friend who was a a uh, uh, chief of police of a small town she was able to go into that little jail they invited her down because they knew our ministry and what we do and she was able to minister to a young lady that clearly nobody could go into the cell with she would attack people mm-hmm. and within a few minutes April was able to just really minister to her within 30 minutes she had her led to the Lord and, and, and she just when she got out she was coming to church and but that opened the door when that small town chief became the county sheriff he said hey i want the baileys in here Mm -hmm. so they invited me down and i went and did a class um but but in watching the men's rehab class i was like oh they're already doing a good job they don't need me there they just don't so the uh the public information officer who's also a minister who's over this he said well i really need april (laughs) i need april to come talk to the women Mm -hmm. so she would went into uh, april said this is what she said she said i'll go once I'll go one time, and I'll, go, I'll, I'll, I'll give my testimony, and that's that's really all I feel led to do. And she did, and the whole class got saved. Wow. The whole class, probably 15, 20 women. And then, so she came back the next week, and then she came back the next week. And then the fourth week, she went in, and they weren't in there. It was the lady who ran the women's part of the jail. And she said, you can't do this anymore. And April, she got a little nervous. She said, well, did I do something wrong? She said, no, these girls are going back into the dorms and into their cells, and they're trying to tell your story, and now the whole jail wants to hear it, and we're having people to have an uproar because they want to come to this class they don't qualify for. So they literally, for the first time in probably 20 years, opened up the dorms, and she has free run. They just basically open the door and say, go. Praise and she God. goes in there, and she and this has gone on now for uh, a few years, and she's and she, again, she won't say this. But she she is leading these women to Jesus by the droves. And not only that, they're changing, like they're getting it. She yeah. takes in these scripture cards, mm-hmm. and she reminds just what she had. Hers were crayon, but yeah. she makes really beautiful ones. And she takes them in and gives them out to all the girls. And and we've, we've been able to have some of them in our life after they've gotten out of jail. Wow. And it's just, it's beautiful to see what's happening. And again, she's so humble, she won't talk about it but she is literally, at that jail, uh, they they just, they call her Mama April. She runs the show in there.
0: You know, your story, although it's different in many ways, reminds me of Corey Ten Boom, um, Mm -hmm. who went through the concentration camps, Mm -hmm. and different kind of, uh, but some of the same kind of things, I believe, in those concentration camps, but when she got out, she went and just uh, preached the gospel, and loved people, and even those guards that abused her, and so on, and I don't know why it went off in my spirit. Your your story reminds me so much of of getting hurt so deep, but yet there's no valley low enough or mountain high enough where God can't get to us. Amen. April, and your testimony is such an inspiration. We got another minute or so before we pray. Anything to add on to the jail story?
2: I mean, I just I think it's awesome to get to go and to be able to you know so many times those girls are sitting there and they feel like we don't need to tell them everything. They're not to be able to tell them. Uh, my favorite thing to do is I walk in and I'll say, how many in here, if I ask you if you're an addict, will you, or what would you say? And so they all raise their hands, and I'm like, you know, that's not who you are. That's, that's something you do, true. but that is not who you are. Yeah. And if we can speak to people and tear them down and tell them everything that they're not, a lot of times in their lives they've caused so much hurt and pain that people do that, and I get it to an extent. However, we need to remind them of who they are. And they need to be able to begin to see themselves the way Christ sees them. And if we can wake that up on the inside of people and make them understand, you have a God who sent Jesus for you. And if you will just open your heart to Jesus and walk with him, um, you know, we're not, I think we shouldn't expect them to just change overnight. But if they start walking with him, then their life day by day, decision by decision yield at one moment and yield at another moment and continue yielding in his love, then you look back and their life is, is changing. Yeah. And, you know, a, another thing that I do is to ask them, you know, if I gave you a paper plate or I gave you a $10,000 China plate and I ask you to take them home, would you treat them the same? And of course they say, no, um, one girl stores. said she would pawn the china plate. And I said, that's probably <laughs> true, but we're not talking about that. Um, but I said, which one are you? What would you say? And the one girl said, I'm not even a paper plate. And that is so how a lot of the time, and I get that, you view yourself, you have no self-worth. You you know, it's hard. I think a lot of times when people have walked through abuse, that so marks you and that tells you you're not worth anything. You're not even worth kindness. You're not worth someone taking care of you or meeting mm-hmm. basic needs. And so if you can get that into them. And so when I ask them that, I also get to tell them that you're not either. Mm-hmm. You're not the $10,000 china plate and you're not a paper plate. You're priceless. Amen. And Jesus died for you Amen. with his blood. That's right. Amen. So. And
0: God. And it's, it's a powerful thing to watch her do this. Yes. yes. Well, if you would pray, Pastor.
1: Father, thank you. Lord, thank you, first of all, just in this story for the many, many souls that are, are going to heaven with us. Yes, But Lord, I pray right now that even in hearing these stories, anybody that's listening to this, Lord, you can minister to them right where they are. But we pray right now that they do recognize that they're not a china plate and they're, they're not a paper plate. They are absolutely priceless and the blood of Jesus was shed for them. And Lord, I pray that they run to you, that they wrap their arms around you and that they know that you're good that you want good for their life nice. and that you can minister to them no matter what situation they're in. Your arms are there to wrap them and hold them close. And Lord, I pray even now, they sent your presence in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. And how can they contact Amen. you again if they need some help?
1: Uh, they, again, they can go to gatheringchurch.life. Just hit the contact button. We have our phone number there, our email address, Facebook, it's all there.
0: Amen. Praise God. Incredible day. Well, folks, we sure do love you all. And God loves you more importantly. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today and share the love of God. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.